Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Yo, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. We made it, dude. Couple weeks till Super Bowl 2024. Crazy. We're here. Good championship weekend. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here, dude. We out here, and um, I gotta ask, man. Okay, where is this? I guess a uh, hatred for Brock Purdy coming from. That's what I really want to know. It's a really interesting question because I've wondered the same thing, and I've read. You know, I think this is like a a subjective conversation, not an objective meaning. I don't think there's like a true answer to why there is a lot of hate, but in my opinion and what I've read, and I actually think I read this from a random Twitter comment, but I I think I kind of agree with it is generally who leads the narrative on certain players is the larger media, right? Like the large media pundits, not individual people, but more like Fox, ESPN, Bleach Report, that sort of thing. And I think based on this Twitter comment, that I somewhat agree with that it spawned like from the media who initially thought he wasn't going to be anything. And so in order to kind of make up for that comment or that stance, they just double down and hating on him and saying like, well, this and system quarterback and throwing out the buzzwords, you know, because system quarterback is like the largest buzzword with him, which I'm sorry, but if your pick, what is he, 199, like whatever it is, and it's your first two years, you don't have anybody you're playing behind. You have no example set, and you're in the conference championship both years in the Super Bowl one of your first two years with like no, like not playing behind like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, like that kind of thing. Like, no, Tom Brady, no. Like the Jimmy G thing was one thing, right? Because he played behind Tom Brady for those years or he sat behind Tom Brady for those years. So when he came out and he started winning, it was it was unexpected that he had gone on that, you know, that that win streak where he, he didn't he didn't lose a game for what, like 10, 12 games or whatever he played. So I think that's different than the Brock Purdy situation where he comes straight out of college, you know, six round pick and leads the team that sure has a ton of assets. But that's kind of always the goal with every franchise, right? It's like build the team and then draft the quarterback so you have him on his rookie deal. That's why everybody in Houston is so excited because CJ's on his rookie deal. So to answer your question, like I think it's kind of built from the major media outlets. Um, and I think now we're kind of seeing like it built up to a certain point, just believing that I think a lot of people hope Detroit would win. And then that I think that uh, that narrative about Brock Purdy could carry on. But now we're seeing him kind of pull back, right? It's interesting because a lot of people are saying, well, you know, I never said he was shit. Like, I never said anything about him. You know, I think he's a good quarterback, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't think he's a top five quarterback in the league. Like, I think that's a little ridiculous to say. I would say he's top 15. I mean, I would say that definitely. But what do you, what do you think? What's your opinion? It's a good question. I think if anything, he proved himself this past uh this past weekend against the Lions. I mean Lions didn't do themselves any favor. Dan Campbell didn't. Um but I mean Purdy a dog, bro. He's that dude, bro. Like 
I knew as soon as I started seeing him just pulling the ball down and just running, and I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm going to get a few yards and slide and whatnot. No, nah, this man said, no, nah, I'm going to cut inside, you know, make some big make some big running moves and like because you know you got that dog in them yeah bro um i know i know people like to to slander him but i i think i think he's yes he may be very plain um everything about him is plain and granola but i mean you're just saying that because of his fits, bro. That's why you're saying that. I mean, the way the way he plays, too, there's nothing. I mean, as far as just what you look, what you see when you put on the television, there's nothing that he does that is just like, oh, wow. He just okay. he just does what he's supposed to do. He does. He does everything that, you know, he operates the offense efficiently and makes the right plays and whatnot he might not have you know the speed of lamar or the the you know cannon of patrick mahomes or the build of josh allen he doesn't have any of that and when you watch there's nothing he has a specific attribute that makes you like oh shit man brock purdy he does this very well or that yeah he just he does what he's supposed to do he he and not in a he's a game manager fashion um cuz i mean you you got to understand this is a guy the 49ers traded up to draft Trey Lance a couple years ago this man the last pick mr irrelevant said he had them saying you know what John Lynch, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, all them. You know what? Let's get rid of him. You're our quarterback now. Do you know how good you have to be just to like fuck getting on the field? Fuck what you do on the field. Just to be in that position and get the starting quarterback over Trey Lance, somebody they up a portion of their future for to move up for. And this isn't a scrub franchise either. This is not like a Cleveland Browns or something. This is highly decorated, you know, executives in front office that everybody can respect because they built one hell of a team. Um, I think that in itself just like should tell people how good Brock Purdy actually is because I mean, for him to even be on the field starting is crazy. And then to lead a comeback like he did against the Lions, NFC Championship game, I mean. That's that's a really, I haven't heard anybody say that about the Trey Lance thing, where it's like they they did. It wasn't top of mind for me. I could even say that I forgot about the trade that they traded up to get him and how much they mortgaged to, you know, hope that he would bring a a chip to them because they did have all the pieces with him there. They were younger. They didn't have CMC. 
but still they had you know three-headed running attack that was monstrous dude wasn't Mostert there at one point Mostert was there a couple years ago wasn't he so i mean they had i forgot the three names of those running backs but they were great before cmc got there um that's that's a really interesting point yeah i don't understand where the hate comes from man because when you look at him it's like What's to hate? I mean, he's picked 199 in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's a that's like Excuse the comeback. Me, people, people, people love yeah, that shit. Exactly. But for some dude. reason, for with him, it's the opposite. They 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 want they want to hate on him, and I'm just like, well, here's why? the next question. Then, like, I've been seeing people on Twitter talk about how this is like they're gonna boycott the Super Bowl. They're not gonna they hate this. The matchup sucks. Yada yada. Like. I get the Taylor Swift thing, you know, and being annoyed with that. Like, I get that. Like, that's 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 a fine angle, but I don't understand the hate for the 49ers. Like, where did that come from? Did you did you see that coming? Like, doesn't make much sense to me. We're rooting for them against the Chiefs. I think I think it's just because they're 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 kind of a stacked team, but I I don't feel as strongly about them as I do the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it's uh, going back to San Francisco, though. I saw this interesting thing on Twitter. Um, so, if you didn't know, Christian McCaffrey's dad played in the NFL. I did know that, yeah. So, his dad, Ed McCaffrey, and Mike Shanahan won three Super Bowls together. Oh, wow. And now, Ed McCaffrey's son, Christian McCaffrey, and Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle Shanahan have a chance to win one together. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's insane. I did. I did not know that either. Look at you with the stats today. You're pulling out all these stats. I love it. Yeah, I, hey, didn't, I didn't know that. They won't win three together, though. I don't think CMC's got that much in the tank, bro. Unless it's three I mean, back to back to back, which would be insane. I mean, just just for them to like get to a Super Bowl together is. Like what? What are the odds, bro? You know, it, it, it's insane. I mean, they what probably the they probably there are no odds. I mean, have, <laughs> have they have they like? I'm kind of curious. Have they known each other since they were pretty much kids? Um, I know. Uh, I think obviously, I think Kyle Shanahan's a little older. Let me see how how much older he is then, because Kyle Shanahan's still a young guy. You know, he's still. Right, he's 44 years old. That's pretty young for a coach. Christian McCaffrey's 27. So they, okay, maybe they, they weren't really, <laughs> they didn't really grow up together because, I mean, that's like a, what is that, a 17-year difference? <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't think they did. No, I don't, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, because that's like pretty much Kyle was 17 when, Christian was born, so yeah, that's yeah, not. I, I doubt that, but I mean, you you asked what the odds are of that that being something that happens. There are no odds in the NFL for an NFL coach and an NFL player to win three Super Bowls together. The only thing that'd make it even crazier is if it was all at San Francisco. That would be even crazier. I'm gonna look. I'm pretty sure they won one in San Francisco when I think Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. I'm going to double check that though. Okay. That would be crazy if, if Ed McCaffrey was on that team too. Look at you with the stats. I love it. The stats today. It's great. Twitter, Twitter, bro. Twitter's a, 
you got some good information on Twitter, man. Like got good today, information, and then you get into the depths, and then it's hard to like go to, out of the depths. Like, like today is, uh, I guess, now known as D'Amico Day. Happy D'Amico Day. Why? We, uh, we hired D'Amico. Uh, we hired D'Amico a year ago today. D'Amico Ryan. Easy day to remember, January 31st. You love to see it. All right. I'm, I'm here to celebrate D'Amico Day. We can do that. Right? I mean, especially after this past year we had. It's freaking yeah. awesome. Probably why they and, needed it. <laughs> Don't imagine there'd be a D'Amico Day if you went, you know, two or three wins. Okay. So I can't find it. I'll probably look it up later. But back to the actual game. Um, I guess since we since I started talking about Brock Purdy, we can start with the the Lions versus the 49ers, which was honestly a crazy game. Um, awesome game, if you ask me. Uh, it, it's that game is the reason we all love football. <laughs> honestly, so just to. Um, one one thing I did look it up real quick because I was just you saw me messing with my camera, so I apologize to fans. But uh, he did win a Super Bowl with the 49ers. It was Super Bowl. I'm terrible with these. 29. Yeah, with the 49ers. Yeah. Ed and also uh, Shanahan. That's cool. Shanahan. Yeah, when Shanahan was the offensive coordinator there. Yep. yep. Very cool. That's yeah. So that's insane. Um, it was a wild game. A tale of two halves. Uh, it was crazy. It, it's one of those weird things where I don't know if it's just because my it's my gambling side or what. I knew it was too good, too good to be true for the Lions. Like I was like, oh, going into half, or were they up twenty four to seven at half, or was it twenty four ten? I think it was twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. I was just like, man, that's a big lead, but. This is just too good to be true. Like, if Lions were going to win this, it had to be like just a gritty, hard fought dub. It wasn't going to be a dub where they just come out and mollywop the 49ers. It just, it just doesn't happen. It, it, I got the same feeling I got in 2019 divisional round Texans versus Chiefs when Texans yeah. got out to like the 21 0, 24 0 start. I had I just had that same just feeling. Um, it's just the 49ers were too good. Uh, this is NFL football. The 49ers are too good. And I think we learned also momentum is so real, it's not even funny. Like, momentum is killer. Um, but... The main thing I wanted to bring up, I really wanted to hear your opinion is Dan Campbell, his coaching decisions, whatnot. You know, we know he he likes to be aggressive. What what are your thoughts on some of the decision making there? All right. So it's really hard when we record these because we do record now on Wednesdays to not like get polluted along the week. So I'll remember what I thought in the moment, especially I remember he went for two of them, right? Two of them in, in really prime. I remember one of them being the fourth down. That was the short throw 
uh, by Jared Goff when he was rolling right. And I think there was a second one, but I can't remember exactly. Can you feel, do you remember a second one? Cause I think there was two fourth downs. He so, went okay. Fell. Some of the big ones, that's how many times he went for it on fourth down. We got to like, it's kind of like going through usually, you know, if there was a big fourth down or something, it would only be like one fourth down play. You got to remember. No, Dan Campbell, you got to remember multiple of them. But I know one of the biggest ones was okay, when they it. were down. When they were down, I think it was uh, was it 20, 27, no. 24? Uh, and they were down 27, 24. They could have yes. kicked the, the field goal, 48 yard field goal. Yes. It's out of the game. Yep. But instead, went for it on fourth and two. Sorry, they're at San Francisco's 30. Uh, and they went. That was the one that he was rolling to the right, and he threw deep to Amon Ross St. Brown, and it was short. Um, yeah, he got he got a little under pressure, and yeah, that messed and up, that, that right. little pressure yeah. that little pressure messed up the throw. The, yeah. the, the thing about football is that there's so many little nuances that people don't notice, and they affect the whole. They have a major effect on the games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's hard for, you know, regular me and you freaking, you know, bystanders, normal people, non-athletic people or anything to really understand what's going on on the football field. And so, you know, some will say, oh, you know, that was that was a bad pass by Jared Goff. But I mean. He got under pressure. That D D tackle kind of came in hot, kind of threw it just enough to throw off throw off his throw. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's just one of those things. I think it, it sucks because that Dan that Dan Campbell is like even in this position because I, I heard somebody say this, which was true. If he would have reverted opposite way, if he started playing conservative, he still would have got shitted on. Yep. And been like, hey, you won, you won the games like this way the whole season. You played this way a whole season. Why why did you change up when it mattered most? It's like, oh, all right, bud. You know, so it in a loss like this, you're never if you're Dan Campbell, you're you're it's you're not gonna win either way. Um, from what I've heard, I mean, I don't know for sure myself, but apparently the kicker sucks. Their kicker sucks. Um, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah. So, and if I, I remember for the most part, I feel like I remember a good amount of those fourth down plays when they went for it and they weren't bad plays. I mean, first of all, our our boy Josh Reynolds just didn't have a good game. He, nope. I think he was targeted on a couple of those fourth downs. Well, one of them was a fourth down. I think another one was like a big third down in which he just like, it was like literally in his chest and he drops it. it yeah. I mean, so it, the thing is, it's kind of, when I look at those aggressive play calls, it, I look at various factors, um, and one of those is the play that was actually called for that situation. 
And I feel like every time there was a solid play called and it was executed up until the point of either getting the throw there accurately or um, the receiver catch actually catching the ball. Um, so that's okay. why on a, on, from a coach's perspective, they did what they were supposed to do. All right. Now the players kind of fell short, but let me, let me get you. Let me get you here. All right. So I just kind of looked through the play by play here, just refreshing myself. Um, so to my understanding here, Josh Reynolds, the later fourth down play that essentially ended the game. Um, you are correct. We talked about that the Amon raw and you were talking about him getting a little bit of pressure. Uh, that one occurred with uh, two twenty. Uh, sorry, seven and a half minutes to go. It was a two and a half minute drive, seven and a half minutes to go. There was one earlier that was the one that uh, Josh Reynolds dropped. And that one was tough. That followed the uh, the fumble. The fumble by Jameer Gibbs in the fourth down. Um, one fourth down was incomplete to Amon Ross St. Brown. Anyway, I'm not going to go through it. I don't have it all memorized. The point is, I agree with you that if he had swapped uh, strategies and started punting or going for field goals, he would have got shit on by everybody because that was how they got there was the aggressive. That was the nature. That was like, I mean, bite you, bite your kneecaps. Remember that was that that's him. So I'm not upset that he went for the fourth downs. Um, it's unfortunate that it didn't go his way. I think percentage wise, that's why you kick field goals. You know, that's, that's why people do that instead of just doing the fourth down play every single time. Um, it's been more popular recently. I think Josh Reynolds had two pretty horrific drops, but I was certainly, I mean, after the first quarter, like pretty pumped up 14 zero, like thinking this was, this was going to be good. I was sad that they weren't able to pour more on because you're right. Momentum, like we've always known it, but this is just a perfect display to anybody who wasn't aware. Momentum is a massive thing in, in everything in life. And especially in sports, you get to witness it in real time. And I thought they were going to push that momentum and hopefully go up more than three touchdowns. Um, and it just seemed like there was never really a moment, even though they had a lead, that the 49ers were truly out of it. So I'm impressed with Brock Purdy and his poise. I mean, going into half down 24-7 as a second-year starter in the conference championship game to go to the Super Bowl when you're expected to go to the Super Bowl because you have the most stacked roster and you're a second-year rookie, and you have to lead that comeback. Pretty pretty impressive. I mean, to put up 27, and they only answer with seven in the second half. I mean, that's a testament to Brock Purdy. Also a testament to the defense, obviously, adjustments. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of it's, it's, it's similar to the Texans game and the Ravens, where I was really hoping that we got a better lead or a better feel for the game in the first half, because I knew adjustments were going to be massive in the second half. And there's just certain coaches I feel like that just make better adjustments than others, man. And Shanahan and Harbaugh, they are in that group. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm stop you right there, and I'm, I'm apologize ahead of time for this. But I'm gonna put you on the spot. What adjustments were made? What adjustments were made? Well, first yes. of all, on the defensive side, they didn't run the ball nearly as much in the second half. In the first half, bro, they were getting at least five, six a clip, dude. 
I mean, Jameer Gibbs and, and Montgomery are doing whatever they wanted, and they didn't run in the second half. And that's not like, it, okay, you can go one of two ways with this. You can say bad coaching by Dan Campbell by not, you know, understanding how to play call when you're with the lead or whoever was play calling in those moments or making like the sign off on that. You can go that direction. Or you can say defense made adjustments and they weren't able to run the football in the second half. So it required Jared Goff to maintain the lead and beat them. So I lean the side of adjustments because I'm not expecting Dan Campbell to run the ball as heavy and as well as he did in the first half and then just completely abandon it in the second half, like play calling wise. I have to imagine there was a reason. And so I put that on the adjustments by Shanahan. That's one of them. Uh, okay. First of all, that's more, I guess that's anti adjustment because that's um, <laughs> okay. Lions coaching that like, the 49ers didn't do anything different on defense. I think what happened was... You take was, the other side of the argument. You're saying it's the Lions' fault that they didn't run the ball in the second half. I'm saying yes. the defense inflicted their will to a point where they were not able... It was not an intelligent play for them to run the ball. They had stopped the run, like, essentially, no, somehow. But they didn't. That's the but thing. they, they didn't. didn't. What, so, what I think, first of all, I have the... I kind of have the game kind of rolling through on here because I have it recorded. and. Brock Purdy just threw a freaking dot rolling out, rolling out to oh yeah um, to use check that one sideline. Oh yeah, where it's where he caught dot. it like spread leg use check in the middle of the field. That one. No, it was on the sideline. It was on the oh. sideline. But um, so the 49ers never really stopped the Lions' running game. I think what had happened was they. You know, very first play in that one drive in the third quarter where Jameer Gibbs fumbled. You know, Jameer Gibbs fumbles. 49ers get the ball, they take it, and I believe score a touchdown. And, you know, they are now, let's see, fumble. And so that, I think that's what kind of changed everything. Um, because now it's a tie game, 24-24 versus, you know, 24-10, 24-17, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think, I, think that fumble, I think that fumble changed a lot. Um, Absolutely. Because then you're, you're – now it's – especially when you have a lead like that, like they had, you start panicking. It start you start getting that feeling as if like, hey man, like as if you're down like 20. I don't know what it is. When you're up that much and then next thing you know, you blow it so quickly. It's as if you try to get back to that, get back to where you were. Like, oh, I'm I'm gonna try to let's pass the ball and try to hurry up and score a touchdown and Maybe we'll next thing you know we'll be up by twenty again. But it's like no, it's a tie game, bro. You need to play your offense. You need to run, dude. They were running the rock. It was like eight, twelve, six, eight, fifteen. They, I mean, they were imposing their will on San Francisco. And now I think the adjustments. Well, so why didn't they run it in the second half? You're just saying it's like. Just stupidity on the Lions coaching. I can't think of a different word. Yeah. I mean, That's uh, they, pan- they, they, pan- they panicked. 
I think when Jameer Gibbs had that fumble and it led to that tying touchdown by the 49ers, it, it created in panic mode. Like, it's just, all right, crap. We just gave up this big old lead and whatnot. We got to, let's start passing the ball now, which you got, you still, it's still 24, 24. I mean, you look at the, after the 49ers got that touchdown, it was a three and out. They ran on the first down. It only went for a yard, but then pass, pass, and punt. All right, so then now, okay, 49ers get the field goal. They're up three now. You're down. And they burned seven minutes on the clock. So you're really not passing. You're really not running the ball now. See, for me, this is is what made the difference for me is, is I take it the possession before the fumble with the Josh Reynolds drop on fourth down because they're they're up 24-10. San Fran gets the ball back at, what are they at? The 28, San Francisco 28. So a little bit better than the touchback. <laughs> Excuse me. And they go down and score a touchdown. The following possession, that's when Gibbs fumbles. And they go down and score again. So it's a 24 it's a 14 point swing in the course of, I mean, that first drive started, you know, at the 10 and a half minute mark of the third quarter and they scored their second touchdown with three minutes left in the third quarter. Now I would tell you the play call. I really didn't so, like eight minutes, bro. Eight minutes, 14 point swing for them. So on that, on that fourth down before that fourth down, the fourth and two, when they were still up 24, 10, the Josh Reynolds drop. Um, yeah. There was a third and four. They ran the ball, but they had it was they were in a shotgun and had a Monroe St. Brown in yeah. as the back. I I remember specifically that play live in person being like, What are you like? No, why? Yeah. Because because in my head, I'm thinking, dude, they're just gonna run it and try to run it up the middle with the Monroe. Yeah, and if, and if I know that, I damn well know that defense knows that the yeah. coaching staff knows that, and everybody got that. two yards and got stuffed. Whereas, you know, it's, it's thing; those are the little things like you think about because I, I see that as a casual. I don't know the intricacies of football. I see that, and I, oh, they're gonna run up the middle. Versus, you get Jameer Gibbs or Montgomery in the backfield. Then it's like maybe you pick oh, that up because you, you anything anything can be done. I mean, yeah. you could probably send out Gibbs on on a on a little flat route, whatnot. If anything, but, I thought they would pass the ball in that situation. Yeah. It's uh, weird that, they, that that is a I mean really good point because that was a strange play, and on the prior set of downs, you know only. What is that? Six yards prior. Uh, excuse me, like twelve yards prior. David Montgomery runs for seven yards. So it's like in recent memory, Montgomery got seven yards running up the middle. So why? Yeah, like like you're saying, like why change it? Why does why? Like they yeah. they know they already know what you're going to do, but they can't stop it. Like that's that is demoralizing. And and that's why I say I don't think 
this is one of those games of adjustments were made at halftime. It wasn't even that. It's just one, it was a third quarter fucking avalanche for oh, yeah. <laughs> for the Detroit Lions. Like they 14 point, eight minute, 14 point swing, dude. Things went downhill very quickly. And the thing is, the 49ers, they were given short fields, turnovers, turnover on downs and whatnot. So it's not like they're starting from their – you're backing them up into their five-yard line. Um, So it's just one of those things. And then 49ers just had a different mode of, man – we got our asses whooped in the first half. Let, let's go out and actually play our game versus the Lions slowly. Well, not even slowly. It was pretty quickly collapsing, and they're just trying to, to salvage whatever at the time was left of their lead, and it's just like it's just not working out. I mean, how about that damn helmet catch, helmet catch bro? Crazy. How about that IU catch, bro? Crazy. I mean – the use check one that you mentioned on the sideline, the toe tap was sick too. That was a good I one. mean, how he's a fullback. <laughs> if anything, man, like that should have been an interception. It hit the defensive back's face mask, bro. It, it's just a one in a million thing that, like, how does it bounce perfectly up into his level to where it's like, oh, yeah, let me just grab this real quick out of the air like it never works out that way it always kicks off in a weird way trust me from a golfer i can tell you it doesn't bounce your way it usually doesn't so for it to bounce off of his face mask i'd be curious if it was his visor if it was like a flat surface like how did it it was so and it wasn't even like spinning in a weird way it was still almost spiraling in the air (laughs) it was so perfect that that just never happens so freak freak scenario and it's just it's one of those crazy things man it was a crazy game it's one of the reasons why we love football big momentum swings i mean should dan campbell have gone for the the field goal to tie the game up who knows i just think uh one of the main issues is the fact that just the players didn't execute yeah. on on those important plays and also they shouldn't have given up on running the ball so easily, so quickly. Um man, it's it's just it's a crazy game. Football's a crazy game and that's why we watch it. I'm not I'm not upset with the Lions at all. Like I if you like, I don't think I officially answered the question, but in short, like I, I agree with the calls that Dan Campbell made. Like I, I agree with them. The players didn't execute. There are certain things that they could have done play calling wise that would have been better in the second half to lead to them winning this game. But ultimately, Dan Campbell was three and thirteen two years ago, and nine and eight last year, and now he's twelve and five, dude. Twelve and five. So and going to the conference championship game. Two years ago, he was three and thirteen, bro. Come on, like that's I, I got to give it up to him for that. That's first year. I wanted them to win, but it was just because you never know what's going to happen in the future. But I really do think that this team is is going to be pretty solid for years to come. 
as long as MCDC's in town like that, I think they're going to be pretty solid. Yeah. I just kind of wonder should what would, would Dan Campbell still be like this if he had Justin Tucker as his kicker? Probably not. <laughs> you know, you know, you play to your it, team strengths, right? Like you have a culture, but you also also play to your team strengths. If you have Justin Tucker, dude, you're gonna use Justin Tucker. Like, you know, I can imagine, let's just I'm making up a scenario here in which, you know, the GM is upset that Dan Campbell is so aggressive, like kind of bother, bothers him. Okay. Instead instead of going to Dan Campbell and be like, hey, I'm gonna use my power over you to make you not go for it so much. Kick the field goals. Play conservative. Go out and get you a Justin Tucker. And be like, look, Dan Campbell, look what I got you, bud. We're paying him hundred million. We're gonna use him. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think you need to go for it so often now. This guy is uh automatic. <laughs> I don't I don't think I really don't think that the Lions organization or fans like as a whole have a problem with Dan Campbell. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I know what you're, I know you're playing at, but like, I think, yes. Like if he had Justin Tucker and you're on the 30 yard line and yeah, you're going to, you're going to use him. Yeah. Like why not? I I just think that's a factor that nobody's like talking about. Um, They they mention it, but I think it's, I mean, who, I don't really want to sit here and like drag through a, you know, a kicker's name, like shit on a kicker, you know, just cause he, he doesn't even get the start. Like if he had kicked a field goal and missed, then that's one thing, but you know, he didn't even get the the chance. So I'm not going to say you suck. That's why I didn't play you. So I mean, whatever his name is. I mean, they, they saw, they must've saw him at practice in warm ups and said, I mean, for all we know, he could have hurt himself somehow. Like for all we know, but yeah, 49ers move on. Um, Crazy game. I feel for Lions fans because I know we, in a way, know this feeling as Texans fans. Um, let's 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 not let's not. The Lions have been. I think I think it's one really thing to for a lot longer. <laughs> but it's one thing to lose this game. It's another to be up as much as they were and just to. Okay. Yes, that we do know that feeling. Yes, in a playoff game. That's that's what I meant. That's okay. what I meant. Okay. And then, all right, moving on. AFC, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Well, my Ra- Ravens by a million didn't didn't hit. Oh, it did um, not. Neither yeah. did mine. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, every time the Chiefs play, man, it just angers me <laughs> angers me like this ravens defense where where was this defense a week beforehand against the texans i mean texans could have used some of that defense maybe give us a little bit of a shot um man just freaking freaking chiefs bro tired of their shit um Lamar, do you, more the, do you hate the Chiefs or the Patriots when they had Tom Brady more? Oh no, I like Tom Brady. I always like Tom Brady. You just um, like Patty. I love Patty. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The Chiefs just bug me. I don't know what it is. 
I mean, but they don't bite. They're just the next dynasty, dude. It is what it is. But I don't know, man. The Ravens didn't. I don't think Lamar played bad, per se. I think he played decent, pretty. I mean, he played decent. I won't give him a knock, but I won't like praise him for the game that he had. I do believe, um, and this narrative is kind of going around, that he tried too hard trying to be the passer um, instead of using his natural God-given abilities. And so I think that is the difference um, between winning and losing, um, between Brock, a Brock Purdy and a Lamar Jackson. Uh, Brock Purdy making the plays, whatever play is necessary at the time when it's most needed, whereas Lamar, in a way, tried to be something that he's not and didn't do what got him, what got them there. Um, I didn't really see anything that the Chiefs were doing, per se, to kind of to mitigate his running. Um, yeah, sure, they had a spy or whatever. Honestly, they didn't really have a spy because most of the time that dude just blitzed. <laughs> um, it, it, it's just... Uh, let, me, let me help you here because I'm going to take the other side. I think Lamar did play pretty bad. Like... We were praising him. You started praising him. You came full circle onto the bandwagon of Mar Jackson is the real deal. He's he's most likely or undoubtedly going to win the MVP this year. And yeah, man, when I when I look through the play by plays just to just to you know confirm my my memory of this, yes, he did pass the ball too much. He was not Lamar Jackson enough, and that's a ridiculous thing to say. And I will never understand his true talent and never be, you know, I, I wish I could have as much talent as he has in his pinky toe. But that being said, dude, he didn't run the ball enough. <laughs> like he didn't, he didn't do the wow plays. Like he, he tried, I mean, especially towards the end, dude, when I started looking at some of these play by plays, pass short left, miss, pass incomplete, sacked, pass short left, missed, pass incomplete, pass incomplete. Like it was like there was, when I looked through a majority of these, Five, three to five play drives that ended in a punt are because every play he's passing and they're not utilizing his actual strength. He's not scrambling. I don't know why he didn't scramble that much. He didn't run the, just like the Lions. They didn't ex- accept the whole freaking game. They didn't run the freaking ball. They didn't run the ball. Yeah. What was, like, let's take a look here. What was their total? Yeah. Lamar Jackson, top rusher, 54 yards. Gus Edward, number one, RB1, 20 yards. He had three carries. Lamar had eight. So, yeah, what's up with that? And then he, he threw the ball 37 times. When the Chiefs' passing defense is their strength. Kind of like 49ers, Lions kept trying to pass the ball when that is the 49ers' strength. 
I mean, I, I just, I don't know. And that's where I got to give credit to, you know, the Chiefs, Andy Reid. They, they win because they stick to their guns. They know what to do. They know how to do it. And I think in this, in both championship games, you saw teams that they just weren't ready in a sense. They weren't ready. They weren't, these aren't, this isn't positions they're, they're used to being in. It's like team Um, mentality wise, because I really agree with you. It's just, there's a sort of, just the demeanor and just the way the game flows, like with the chiefs, they kind of, they have that slight aggressiveness to them. Like they're still playing the same game. They play game in and game out, just like it, as if it was week eight, but there is this slight aggressiveness that gives off the, Oh, this is a playoff game though. So we're 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 gonna take it up a notch a little bit, and yeah, like I said, the other teams, Lions, Ravens, tried to be, they went away from what was working. Mm-hmm. Um, Lions went away from what was working. The Ravens went away from probably what would have worked better. Uh, I know Zay Flowers didn't help the cause any bit. Um, I don't know when these professional football players are going to learn to stop. I feel like every, every year got somebody's got to learn a hard lesson of reaching that ball out every freaking year. And it sucks. It sucks. First of all, he, I think that, that, that just the, those couple plays on that drive kind of summarizes how that game went for the Ravens. You know, they get that big gain, Zay flowers, and then he gets called for taunting. Yep. Which is uh, kind of BS, but either way, you can't put yourself in a position like that. Then, you know, they lose the 15 yards, and then they, you know, he gets a, they have a good play. He gets a run towards the end zone. He reaches the ball out. He reaches the freaking ball out. Boom, punches it out. I mean, it, it's, it, it was great defensive play. It, it, and it was one of those two. It was like as soon as it happened, you knew it was a fumble. There, the, yeah. you, you didn't even know it wasn't. Even, it wasn't close. It didn't need. A, it honestly didn't really need a replay. It wasn't that close. Um, the replay just did justice to how good of a defensive play it is, dude. Yeah, wow, it, diving it, and like be that hand-eye coordinated to knock out. It's crazy. I love seeing the athlete athletes do it. Yeah, and, and and the sad part is, you know, the the Ravens defense did step up. Yeah, over the, the um, good part of the middle of that game, and gave Lamar and the Ravens and the offense decent amount of chances to try to get back even slash um, go up in the game. It just, it, it was just sad to see, in a way. Um, once again, the Chiefs move on to the Super Bowl. I just I, can't. 
I, I'm going to give props to the Chiefs at the end, but I do want to keep talking about the Ravens. They they absolutely lost this game, dude. I talked about this years ago, um, and you might remember this because I bring it up, but when I talked about the Warriors and how they won their championships, it was their ability to inflict their style of play or their will on the game. And so people would be forced to be playing the three-ball game to catch up to them when that's not the way they play the, that team plays the game. But they're forced to because the Warriors are doing it and they're dominating in a way that just what you and the Chiefs are in in a similar way that that similar mentality that that similar strain of thought, you know their ability similar to the 49ers to maintain within their limits their boundaries, stay the course, and win the game. Not like a pretty game, like a real 17-10 is not a real pretty Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes game, but they they stuck they stuck to the course and they won and and really. The Baltimore Ravens lost this game, dude. Like you're saying, the Zay Flowers reach, the Lamar fumble, the Lamar just really not show, the lack of run game. And yeah, man, I'm not even, I'm not putting really much on the defense because when the defense is on the field as much as they were, dude. I mean, how how many three and outs the Ravens had? It's crazy, and they were still able to to turn around and have the Chiefs three and out several times. So Chiefs didn't score in the second half. It's yeah. The Chiefs didn't score in the second half, and the Ravens and offense no. can't do anything. Like it's bad, man. It's... It, I, I I don't want to say it was a choke. I don't think it's that. You know, I don't. I like Steve. Stephen I said it was a choke because I I liked his definition of it, and I'm going to butcher it because it was such a beautiful definition. But essentially, he said like when you are playing at a spectacular level, and that's the expectation. And you show up to the biggest moment, the it, where the best players are supposed to play their best, supposed to play at that spectacular level, and they don't play at that level, they choke. That's a choke, and that was essentially how he described it. And I agree with that because that makes a lot of sense to me. It's it, and so I would define this as a choke. It's, it, it's a choke of the season, really, and I wouldn't say it's just Lamar because when you look, Gus Edwards only getting three carries, dude. Like that, that's not Lamar's fault. So the fact that, yeah, that's, that, that that's the thing, it, it that's why I don't say it's really a choke because he he wasn't set up to for success. He was um, very much set up for success, dude. They they like calling not, wise, play calling wise. Well, that on on Sunday they just did not play their normal style of play for some reason. Like it was so bizarre to watch them abandon what they normally what they dominated us with <laughs> the, the texans bro they dominated us with that shit so it was amazing to watch how they just totally abandoned the run dude 11 carries zay flowers got two and justice hill got three i don't even really count those it's like because three for three yards and two for four yards no, like overall, sixteen carries as a team—that's ridiculous. You you would think with those stats, those lines that, oh man, the Ravens must have went down twenty-four to seven, yeah, immediately in the first quarter, and had to pass, pass, pass to try to get back in. Nope, no, nope, they weren't. They weren't really out out of the game ever. I mean. You can't, three three touchdowns wins this game. Three touchdowns. You can't rush the ball for three touchdowns. Like you think you don't have enough game time for that? Come on, bro. You got one of them in the first quarter. You should get two more in the next three quarters. You can't rush for one touchdown. 
You don't got to pass the ball, dude. Just rush. It's like all, all of the highlights of Lamar Jackson are of him running the ball. All of them. You don't see any highlights of a crazy pass. You might in compilations with his scrambling. But like, when have you ever seen a highlight of him staying in the pocket and throwing a 65-yard dime? There, may, there might be one or two. I'm not saying he doesn't do it or he's not capable of it. I'm just saying you, he is known for his ability in his feet, dude. He can create magic with his legs, and he didn't do that. So weird. So weird. I don't know why. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I don't know enough about football to, to tell people why he didn't do it. And it, it probably people may never know why he didn't. I don't know if there's a like a t- if we look at the game. Do you think if we look at the game, there's a reason why he wouldn't have done that? Like why he wouldn't have exposed them with his legs in some form? Yeah, that's, oh. that's the thing. It's like we'll never know. This is so sad because this this team, dude. Like this team, the Baltimore Ravens, man. I think are still better than the Kansas City Chiefs. I just think Patrick Mahomes is like, dude, he's just, he's the dude. Like, he's he's the Tom Brady. He always wins. He just does. And he Travis Kelsey decided to 11 for 11, dude. 11 for 11, Travis Kelsey was. That's where you, you let perfect segue, dude, to me giving the Chiefs props. 11 for, that guy was an animal. He caught everything. You see that that when the the one that Patrick was scrambling and they just pinned him right in the chest and he threw it and it was a duck, maybe went twelve yards. Travis comes out of nowhere, just this really kind of unathletic looking dive and catches and just kind of flops on the ground but catches the ball to make it a completion, bro. Because at one point in time, when I looked, he Patrick had thrown the ball away. This must have been in the first half. I don't remember. But he had thrown the ball away, and they pulled up his stats. He was 16 of 18. So he had one incomplete pass and a throwaway. They count throwaways as incompletes, don't they? Yes. Okay. So Patrick Mahomes was on fire, dude. They were playing well. Rasheed Rice, bro, he stepped up. He's catching the ball. And how about MVS finally catching something, dude? Very end of the game. You gotta get you gotta give props, man. You gotta give props. I mean, Pacheco, I love watching him run, man. He he runs like a angry dog, like an angry rabid dog, and it is so fun to watch. I gotta give yeah. props. Man. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are just they're they're damn good. They're they're a dynasty, man. I don't know why people are saying they aren't. They're a dynasty. When people are calling for Andy Reid to retire, or they're talking about him retiring, bro. You know how long they talked about Bill Belichick retiring? Come on, like that's a sign of a dynasty. Do you think Joe Burrow is the only one that can save us? People forget about Joe Burrow, bro. He's been injured. Or will or will, or will Brock Purdy end up mm. being the Eli Manning to Mahomes? You, this year, or like career wise, like this year. Honestly, if Brock Purdy wins it this year, I mean, he it, it, the conversations are going to start happening because the only other uh, person to beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl was the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. So... Uh, I... 
I personally am. I mean, we're not there yet, but a hinting. I'm I'm leaning towards the Chiefs to pick for the Super Bowl. Oh no, so, I'm, I'm going the 49ers, bud. I mean, we'll pick next week. We'll we'll talk all about it next week. But no, I I don't know. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. You're picking out of hate. No, bro. Look, I just thought about it, man. You know who's not going to be scared to run the ball? Kyle Shanahan, bro. He ain't gonna. He ain't gonna look flinch twice. And as great as Steve Spagnolo is, I just got to believe Shanahan. Shanahan could just pull this one out. And the thing is, too, this this 49ers team is different from years past. And Kyle Shanahan said it after the Green Bay win that he's never seen his team win like that. I'm pretty sure that tripled after them coming back down 24-7 in the conference championship game. Like, this is different from what we're used to seeing from Kyle Shanahan teams. Kyle Shanahan teams are typically front runners. They typically, you know, play good. But once they face a little adversity, it's like, ooh, choke under pressure. This team is different. Every yeah, game so far in the playoffs, that. they've had to fight through and come back. It's kind of the mentality of Purdy, isn't it? And, you know... I just feel like in history, typically the teams that come out having to scratch and claw their way to the Super Bowl. Now, granted, 49ers, yes, they had the first round by. It was a one seed, but hey, they barely scraped by on those games. Whereas I feel like the Chiefs kind of, I mean, they, 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 they had the games pretty much in hand. Like the guys they were facing, they like, they have their number. The Bills, the Ravens, for sure the Dolphins. Those are just teams that the Chiefs have their number. They didn't really – they're scared. Those are teams that when they see the Chiefs on the other side, they, they're already like peeing their pants because they know what's about to happen. It, it, now, that's why I would say the Bengals are a little different just because they got that boy Joe Burr. People forgot about him, bro. They're talking about and, that and, and, and when you and when you're the coolest person ever, ever, ever. like ever. you ain't worried about nothing. And so, I mean, Broadway Joe's pretty cool, bro. He's smoking cigarettes at halftime during the Super Bowl. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking. That's pretty cool. So, <laughs> in a way, to me, like the Chiefs, they kind of cruise controlled into the Super Bowl. They didn't really face too much adversity in any of the games. I mean, they spanked the Dolphins. That wasn't even. <laughs> close um the bills on paper it was close but i feel like really you chiefs had that chiefs had that game in the hand this ravens game i mean 17 10 that's pretty close but i feel like chiefs pretty much had it most of the way um let's just say magically the ravens did go up 20 to 17 i mean Patrick Mahomes with the ball, a minute 30 left, two timeouts. It's like, fuck, we've seen this show already. We exactly. we know what was gonna happen. We know was, we knew it was gonna happen. Exactly. So, so I think it I think that it 
I would give the nod to the 49ers because they had to, in both of their playoff games, claw, scratch their way back. And that just, that confidence is different. Like you, you gained this different confidence because that's how Mahomes won his first Super Bowl. Literally started with the Texans, freaking blowing that lead, and then they had to come back uh, that next week. Who was it against? Who did they come back against? The Patriots? I'll look. Oh, the Bills, the Bills. It was the Bills game when they had they had to come back against the Bills or had a freaking crazy tight game against the Bills and then came back in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. So it was kind of it, by the time they got to the Super Bowl, they were battle tested. They went through the gauntlet, everything. And I even feel like, you know, last year. Obviously, nobody thought Mahomes and the Chiefs were getting the Super Bowl because Mahomes had nobody. Still, they ended up getting the Super Bowl, and they won. But I feel like this is the first time the Chiefs kind of moseyed into the Super Bowl. This is their easiest path to the Super Bowl. They played Tennessee in the championship game, the AFC championship game that year in 2019. Oh, yeah, they still had to come back because – Tennessee beat New England in the first round and then Baltimore in the second. Yeah. We beat Buffalo that year, the first. The first yeah. Round. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, but I don't want to talk too much about what we're going to, I mean, we're going to cover all of it next week. I'll just, I'll just say this. Um, if Patrick Mahomes is up 14 0 in the Super Bowl, it's a lot different than Baltimore Ravens or, sorry, the Detroit Lions. It's a lot different. That's all I'll say. So I'm I'm leaning towards the Chiefs, but I mean I could swing 49ers next week. I might hear some bits of information swing me, but that's the way I'm leaning. Um, yeah, that's uh, I, I think it'll be a great game regardless, though. It's in Vegas. The Taylor Swift shit's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I'm 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 here for it. Like you know, overdo it while it's while it's it's popular. I mean, it's gonna be the most watched Super Bowl ever because she's gonna be there, and it's pretty cool. Like I was looking at just a little bit about her like trip or whatever the day before. I think she just go to Japan, I believe flies in Tokyo in Tokyo and then like flies to the Super Bowl and then flies to, I think Australia, which is honestly like props to her. Like that, that's dedication right there. Like good on her. Good, good girlfriend type shit right there. It is the Super Bowl. It is the Super Bowl, but still that's love, bro. That's, I mean, that's a lot of travel. It's, it's the Super Bowl. I get it. You know, boyfriends and I get it, but still, gotta give props. You think my homeboy gonna be the goat? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think so because, like, when you when you think about the Patriots, man, they did that for like twenty years. Yeah, but I mean. This man, he's won two rings, right? Mahomes won two rings. So, yes. So, he has to win five more for like, I mean, it, it's kind of like the same thing as LeBron, honestly. It really is. Like, if, if he gets to four or five rings, like to me, I think it'll kind of be always like Tom Brady, but like there'll be a conversation similar to LeBron and Michael, like, okay. Like he doesn't have six, 
but he's got four. So in Michael and LeBron, not Brady. So I think that's kind of a, a thing. But I mean, dude, he's pretty, he's pretty freaking good, man. And he doesn't he doesn't crack like six years, six AFC championship games. Like imagine Brock Purdy doing this for four more straight years. It's that's impressive. Six years as a starter, six AFC championship games. Like it's if he keeps going, like he'll have it. There'll be a conversation. Like it, it won't be unreasonable. But for twenty years, man, seven Super Bowls. How many do they go to? Six Super Bowls. How many do they go to in that twenty oh. year span? Ten. I think they went probably. To uh, maybe nine. They lost two to the Giants, and I'm trying to think if they lost who else they lost to. Doesn't matter. Six Super Bowls over twenty years. It's hard to that that's a hard trump card to uh to overcome in my opinion. Obviously Brady's still the goat, but at this point I'm kind of like if somebody said Patrick Mahomes is the goat, I'm just kind of like that's like exactly I'm not I'm, I'm, I responded. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not really going to argue it like I'm just kind of like you know He's definitely he's definitely right there knocking at the door. I mean, I, I mean, I, you like just, you just don't see this like this. You know, he doesn't. He has Travis Kelsey, similar to Gronk, and who else does he have? Like on the offensive side, the defensive side. This is one of the more complete defenses he's had. So again, similar to Tom Brady, because people talk about well, he had defense and this he had team. Same conversation right here. So that's kind of what's funny is like you start to compare them and it's like, well, Patrick has a really complete defense here. If he wins the Super Bowl, like, do we hold that against him? Well, he didn't have the weapons. Okay, well, what about Brady when he had, you know, these people this year? Whatever, it's 20 years to pick from. <laughs> so I I don't disagree with it, but seven Super Bowls, man, that's a, that's a lot of Super Bowls. Played until yeah, I mean, forty-two, and he was. I mean, I, I heard the other day. I think he was second in MVP voting, the second to last year he played. So it's not like he went out like a scrub. Like he was still, he was still doing it. Yeah, I just at this rate, and haven't Patty's seen twenty-eight, it. dude. Haven't seen anything that's going to slow Patty down. Unfortunately, Travis um, is in his eleventh year. So he'll go eventually, but I think the first domino to fall will be Andy Reid. Like I just, unless he's, unless he's you know built to go, you know another you know five ten years. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine him going more than five more years. I'm not sure how old he is, but he's been around for a long time. I just need the 49ers just need the 49ers to do their thing. Um, I think it would be it would probably be better for the sport if Patrick Mahomes won, I think. It promotes the conversation of the GOAT. Taylor Swift, obviously. Like I think it would be better if the four if the if the Chiefs won. But I think as a football fan, I would like to see the 49ers win. Like there's a lot of players on the 49ers I would like to see win a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just, man, I blame fucking teams. Lamar, Ravens, Josh Allen, Bills, all of them. I, I, all those AFC teams. Man, what the hell is wrong with you, man? We just want a little parody. 
Okay, but let's yeah, let's do it, this. But, LeBron yeah. with the Eastern Conference all those years, bro. With that the Atlanta Hawks that he dominated. He wasn't he was, in the Raptors. Come on, bro. He did it by himself, though. And like but it was, it was the same different shit every he, year, bro. Every year. Was, but but the thing is, it's it's basketball. Basketball is a seven-game series. Yeah. It's not gonna be parody. Football is one game, win or go home. There could be a lot of parody in that. Like all Lamar needs to do is show up for have the best game of his life for one game, <laughs> knock Patty Mahomes out. Like all John Harbaugh has to do That's is like coach don't have the best co- game of your life against arguably the GOAT. <laughs> coach a good game. Like Dan Campbell, you know, or Josh Reynolds, you know, catch a couple balls. Seriously, the Josh Reynolds like, thing is unbelievable. It's just kind of like I that's why I, I know the 49ers have always been there these past like four to six years. The reason why I'm not too mad about them is because they always end up with the worst luck. 49ers have had the worst luck that's fair I've ever seen. I mean, last year against Philly. Yeah. The year I, I feel like every year they always have a major they beat the Cowboys and then they have like a major injury that just, yep. Like one of those where it's just like, yep, uh, our season's over. <laughs> like yeah. it's never just like, oh man, this guy's injured. No, it's just like a, oh fuck. He's injured. Brock our Hardy can't like throw the ball anymore. <laughs> our season's over. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just, it never, it's never really worked out in their favor. And so in a way I feel bad for them. And that's why I think they don't, they shouldn't, receive so much grief uh, because yes they might have been really good all these years too but man they've had some very shitty luck and lord knows they just give them a super bowl just to the chiefs kansas city they've thrived these past few years just give the 49ers one just they they they've been right there and just the puck hadn't bounced their way so that's what i think yeah I'm with you. I think, like, I mean, that's what I think, though. I mean, better for football, you know, and then my opinion as a football fan. So, but I'm excited for next week, dude. We're going to talk all Super Bowl next week. I don't think there's really much, much other sporting news that we really, am I missing something? Mm. I mean, all the Dame Lillard stuff, but we'll get to the Super Bowl and then cover, start talking about that. No, I man. I, much, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. There's not, there's not much else in the sports world. Football, buddy. Exciting time. Our two fans, you know where to find us. Slice Devils Pod, Slice Devils Podcast. Every uh, Thursday, find us on wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, and uh, we'll see you next time.